I've been I've been listening to a lot of Bowie. Yeah. And, and I, I still stand by that the world has gone shit since 2016, since his passing. Well, um, did you see the story that he that he's turned he turned down the chance to sing with Coldplay? <laughs> no, I missed that. He, 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 he apparently said that song's not very good, is it? Oh, I can't not what, love that, him more. He said, <laughs> he said, it's not one of your best, that song, whatever song it was. He went, it's not one of your best, is it? <laughs> oh, I love you, David. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> when, when I can't respect him more, I hear something like it's... that. And then he just goes, <laughs> he was the best of all of us. He was the yes. best of all of us. Do you know if you're Coldplay, if you're any any of those of the four gentlemen in that band, you would just think to yourself, and I've got nothing against Coldplay particularly. I, 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 they do their live shows are absolutely spectacular. I'm fortunate enough to see one, and it's very very good. And but but even you just think, Nick, I mean, Chris Martin, I imagine some of the world aware with all to turn around, will champion, and the rest of them will go. Do you know what? We've just been dissed by David Bowie. What a badge of honour that is to just say, no, I don't like your song, the song that song that you've written for me for me to sing. Not going to do it. Was a was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've told you my, my Coldplay story, haven't I? You know my Coldplay story. I'm 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 sure you have you have, but I have forgotten it. So please shall I, me. shall I retell you my uh, Coldplay story? So yeah. imagine they're doing, I think their first or maybe second uh, big university tour. I think it was 1999 or 2000. They just released Shiver. So this is so that would this be, is before yellow. Yeah, back end of, so this yeah, is yeah. So that would be that was the single before yellow. So that was yeah. the back end of ninety nine. Yeah. So this then, is probably two thousand then. Uh, yeah. So this is their parachutes album, their first album. Yes. Yes. And I'll preface this by saying the second album, a sudden rush of blood to the head, is one of the greatest albums of all time, in my opinion. The scientist is on mm. it. It's wonderful. Amsterdam's on it. Mm. Great, great album. Mm. But this is when their first album was getting released, parachutes. Now, my friend Kate at my student radio station comes in going, Dan, Dan, we, we've got to talk to them. I was the head of music at the student radio station. Okay, I'll sort it. Absolute doddle to sort it. They came in uh, just before they were playing live at Sheffield. I don't even think they were playing the Octagon. I think they were playing uh, the Park and Foundry. Came in, and I think it was, is it Will? Beardy one. The drummer? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Will, yeah I think so. Will and Chris came in. And they came into our office first and not our studio because Kate was doing this interview with Coldplay. She loved them and she was bigging them up something chronic. And I wasn't, I was just like, yeah. So they come in, Will's chatting away and Chris, Chris Martin, who at this point he subsequently divulged to either Q Magazine or The Enemy, he was still a virgin. Doesn't add anything to the story, but it explains a lot. Came in and he goes, oh, uh, uh, can I use the internet? I'm going, of course you can, you know, use my office. I had an office in the corner. Uh, we use Coldplay.net to talk to our fans and it'd be great just to touch base with them. And I'm going, okay. So he's at my computer and he's a little eager beaver when you consider who he is and what he is now. And he goes, oh, so you come into the gig tonight, man? I'm going, no, no. Oh, why not? And I'm, like, I'm busy, I've got to work. Oh, okay. What do you think of our music? And no word of a lie to Chris Martin, using my computer in the University of Sheffield Students' Union offices, I said to him, yeah, 
the indie wibble bollocks. And he was crestfallen. He was just like, oh. And I probably ruined the interview that him and Will were about to do with Kate in the studio. But I told it as it was. Uh, yeah. Coldplay are now one of the biggest bands of the last 20 years. <laughs> and my opinion means f*** all. <laughs> yeah. But no. I like to think I... that my truth, my absolute yeah. truth, possibly spurred him on to greater things. Yeah. It, it possibly spurred him on to Gwyneth Paltrow's cherry-tinged vagina. And... <laughs> Go to Paltrow's Goop Store, yeah. and and the greatness that has come since. So uh, Coldplay's massive success is all my fucking fault, <laughs> and that's the title of your autobiography. And to be fair, when you got halfway through that story, I remembered the indie wibble bit. I'd forgotten the bollocks. Indie bit. wibble bollocks. Wibble. That's gonna be on my tombstone. <laughs> and he he was absolutely crestfallen. <laughs> because I I, I, uh, I I could sense he wanted the truth. I could have massaged his ego. he didn't really want the truth. I could have massaged his ego and went, oh, you're great. You're going to do so well. Well done, lads. Oh, yeah. You're going to keep keep playing the bar fly in Camden. Yay. <laughs> Indie wibble bollocks. And do you know who I was promoting at the time, who I thought were great? I was going to say, where, what is the great counterpoint to this? The dum-dums. You, you, ba- you bad man. I thought what? the dum-dums were going to be huge. The dum-dums. Who had, I think, one top 20 single, which was called Everything, Everything I Do. Everything I Do. Everything I Do. Makes which is actually... Dream of you. It's actually there. I can, <laughs> I, I'm sure I can find it. I've got it on CD. And they also, they also did a great B-side to that called Until My Ship Sails In. Also, I thought it was going to be huge was Straw, who were who? who were very nice lads. They did the aeroplane song, which went da 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 da. Left hands goes where you want to go. They were they were they were lovely lads. In that when they played, nobody came to see them, and there were five people in the audience, including me, and we ended up playing football. <laughs> in the venue, we played five side soccer in the venue. Yeah, Coldplay though. There you go. I've recorded all of that, by the way. Yeah, no, that could be a, a, a four minute supplement. That could be a sub Adventures in Rock and Roll with with Dan Morphis. Yeah, just what writing that down. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't got anything that even comes close to that as a, as a uh, as any sort of showbiz anecdote. Oh, I've got. Sh- oh, oh, sorry, not so much, really. Just ins- or ins- not insulting, but just speaking truth to. I hesitate to use the word power, but you know what I mean. We've got you loads of them. The only thing that I've got in terms of a, a bit of a showbiz was Reverend and the Makers. <laughs> I was about to do a Reverend and the Makers one as well. Okay, so they I, <laughs> they first came, they first came to my attention, and this shows how long ago this was via Soccer AM. Oh, in yeah. the days when Soccer AM used to put some decent stuff yeah. on the goals montages. Yeah. And so, well, so when Soccer AM was watchable. Yeah. So it, many, many, many moons ago. And I had listened, downloaded all the demos and listened to them, blah, 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 blah. And they were playing a gig at the Carover in Liverpool. So I drove up from the Midlands to go and see them on a Friday night. And they ended up, after the gig had finished, there was, there was, there was a DJ on. 
And the DJ was none other than Andy Nicholson, the original bassist in the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. This is after he'd left said Arctic Monkeys. I, being bold as brass, and at the time uh, as a DJ at an indie night in the Midlands, I went to him and said, look, if you, I didn't realise you were doing this. If you fancy it, please give us a call. I'd love to get you to come and do... It was an act called Passion and Pain that I used to do in Worcester. And, um, yeah, so so I, I, I met so I met him. Needless to say, the phone never rang. And then later on in the evening, I was dancing with John. John McClure was there, obviously, the Reverend, and was having a natter with him. Perfect nice fella. His yeah, brother was great, there, great Chris. Yeah. Chris McClure, of course, famed for being on the front of the Arctic Monkeys album, uh, whatever people say, that's why I'm not. And, of course, the, um, the other brother's Troy McClure. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. And we ended up... Dancing with them for, I think I was about the only person that was still there other than them. And they ended up doing We Become Heroes by Streets. By the Streets. Uh, and barreling into Witness by Roots Manoeuvre. Tune. What a tune. And I was dancing with them during that. Fast forward several months, their album. I was I had a chat with John about when was the album coming out, blah, 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 blah. And he said, We're actually recording it around the corner at Par Street, soon to be demolished, Par Street Studios. Brilliant. And then I said, Fast forward several months, and I saw them again in Birmingham at the old Academy 2 at Dale End. And God, that was Andy, a great who was venue. there? At the back? Yeah, Academy 2 was the bit upstairs. No, that's Academy yeah. 3. Academy 2 was to the left-hand side of the main... Sorry, Academy 2 was to the left. Yes, that's where that's the one I was in, the left of the main venue. Academy, Academy 3 was... Down the road. Up, up the next road, yeah. door and up the step. yeah. Who's at the back other than Andy Nicholson? So I went up and spoke to him and said, "Why did you never, never ring?" And I just got the, you know, I said, I, "I met you several months ago. Would it be great to get you?" Blah blah blah. And he's just like, and it was quite clear. It's just basically that couldn't be asked. You know, basically, he got his money from the Arctic Monkeys, and he and he was living off well, that, he, and he, he was quite happy with his. Before the last single came off the first album, didn't he? He, he left before the lights came yeah. on. Yeah. No. Oh. Um. Uh, that's not even no. close to calling calling Chris Martin. You know. Front man of the one of the and saying that you're of, of one of the most successful bands of this century. Don't, Your music don't, is indie yeah, little bollocks. That's not even, like, that's not even close. Um, John and the Makers came into Kerrang! must have been about five or six times. Yeah. Back in the day. And one day I was sat with John, who's a very personable bloke, fucking tall as hell and wider than he's a, massive. And wider he's than massive. a house. Yes, he's, he's very, very tall. Um, Absolute gentle giant. And I started talking to him going, I, I used to go to Union Sheffield. Oh, where did you go? I used to go to like Deep End Hillsborough and all these different venues and Corp and uh, Boardwalk and all of these places. And we were having a really, really good chat about music. And I'm going, oh, I know so-and-so. And we had a few mutual friends. And he goes, oh, um, what do you think of our album, lad? And I went, oh, my wife's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he just went, oh, well, see the thing he, he is, was I, he was crestfallen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I I loved their first album. It's a great I, album. I, I, it's I, a great album. I really did. The, the, I don't know the whether I preferred some of the demo the, versions yeah, more. Actually, the best but. and the worst thing about Raven and the Makers is their remixes are always better because I think they got big around the same time as Clubfoot and uh, Souls for LSF. But Raven and the Makers were better with the beats than they were with the guitars. Yeah. So when it came to demos, they always had an idea in there that was like a great yeah. hook. And then that could be made into like a stomping rock dance remix. But when they just yeah. 
stood firm to their guitars and the gargantuan presence of John McClure being irreverent, I, they weren't a very good band. That was their problem. But they're a great live band. This is the thing about them. The gigs are, are, are always terrific because yeah. I saw them again. They're spiritual. I didn't, didn't see... Yeah, I, I, I saw them again in Liverpool. It was at the Academy. The O2 Academy, I suppose, of the Liverpool Academy, which is the... That Paul McCartney thing. Hall, which is the student, the student, no, it's the student union of Liverpool University. So I got confused one night and went to the wrong gig venue to go and see. I was going to, was going to see Milo, and it was the day that Everton beat Newcastle by two goals in 2005, and we confirmed our place in the Champions League. So I turned up in my Everton shirt, uh, only time I've ever worn a football shirt to a gig. I hasten to add, went in, and they went, and I said I'm here to see, and they were like, "No, it's down there." I went, "What are you talking about?" And they went, "No, it's you're at the wrong academy, mate. You're going to the." I'm it's like, the wrong like, academy, you know, Gromit. Wrong, yeah, exactly. And anyway, so Reverend the Makers played there. This would have been, God, about four, something like that, four or five years ago. And again, still, I mean, the latest stuff's not brilliant and some of the members have left. But actually, the crowd were just going absolutely nuts for every, all of the, knew every single word. It was a brilliant It's a massive showman. It's it's like the Cortinas. They're not very good on record, I don't think. But they've got a couple of anthems and they fill the rest of their show with just vibes. Good vibes. Yes. Yes. And I saw... Coldplay I, don't do I, I that. Was, Coldplay are just shit. You to mention the Cortinas. I was in Ibiza five years ago this week, and we got tickets to go to the Ibiza. We were, across, we were staying in a hotel across the road from the Ibiza Rocks Hotel, literally 20 yards away. And we got tickets to the closing party. And the headline act, much to my slight bemusement, I was, I was slightly underwhelmed when I was told it was the Cortinas, but I thought, well, I've never near the Rocks Hotel. I'll go anyway. And it was absolutely heaving. There were various members of the cast of Made in Chelsea within spitting distance. I, you know, refrained from doing such things because that's just horrible. But the, the Cortinas had the entire crowd singing every single word of every song. And I was like, I seem to remember the Cortinas when we used to play them on wireless back Mm. in 07 and their first album was St. Jude came out and we were like, it's all right, but didn't smack of anything that was going to go, well, not 19 forever. That was a good tune and it is a great, you know, it's a great tune, but it's like, really? Mm, Really? This is how popular they are? Amazing. I know I can play a a, a Cortinas tune at gigs up here and woof. Again. Roof goes up. My wife's a big fan. My wife's a big fan. Or to be fair, living in California at the moment, the last thing you want is a big fan. No, no and and they want extra win. Uh, really badly. So uh, a couple of towns there under another evacuation thing, and a few homes got evacuated last night in Arcadia, who of course were the Duran Duran spin-off band, who were very good. <laughs> Arcadia Fire, and they're a band who David Barry did work with. He That's he did true. backing vocals yes. on a lot of their first album, and. When they were publicising it, they, out of uh, respect for David, didn't use his name. But I remember playing Neighbourhood in, what, 2005, 2006? Mm. And it was it was called something like Number 5 Neighbourhood. And as soon as I heard it, I went, that's Bowie. There's Bowie's on that. And I'm going through all the notes with this promo CD going, where does it say Bowie? I rang up their plugger and I went, Bowie's on it. Why are you not talking about Bowie? And they went, they don't need to. I'm going, that's how f***ing cool Arcade Fire are. That's it. Yeah. Chris Martin. I recorded all of that. Chris, a, Chris a, Martin was a virgin. I got a sub-podcast out of that. <laughs> Wasn't that a song by Half Man, Half Biscuit? 
<laughs> it's a fucking whole album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full B-side, I think. The worst thing is, he's got on to do so great. Oh, dear me. Oh. Oh. I'll, I'll let stop now. Yeah, what? stop. Stop now. Stop now. Stop. Stop now. If you enjoyed today's podcast, uh, please rate and review it because your rates and reviews send our missives hurtling up the podcast charts. So just, you know, give it five stars and stuff. Uh, and if you want to social, Mike? Yeah, you can get in touch at Top Content Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And also, if you want to enable us to cause big trouble in Little China or Little Trouble in Big China, more accurately, you can message us on TikTok because we're on there as well and we might actually look at it. Maybe. Maybe.